to do or not to do, that is the question. When living life as a believer, there are many things we can do. Singing praises to God, praying, going out to the ball game, going on vacations to see the world, marrying, having a family. There are also things we can't do. Murder someone in our rage, cheat on our spouse, lie for personal gain, covet the new car our friend has, or disrespect our parents. Usually, it's pretty easy to discern between what is right and what is not. But sometimes the line may not be so easy to see. Piercings, tattoos, reading literature, or watching movies with fantasy magic in them. The list goes on. It is with topics like these that controversy arises. So the true question to ask here is, how do we as believers navigate these so-called gray areas? Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Paradigm Switch, where we discuss modern-day problems for modern-day Christians. By sharing our personal triumphs and struggles in our faith walk, we hope to offer encouragement for you to continue yours. The Bible says we are new creatures in Christ, but in order to be different, we first have to think different. We hope you enjoy the episode. Well, hello, everybody. You are listening to another episode of The Paradigm Switch. We are the number one Christian podcast on earth and heaven's favorite podcasters. We encourage our heavenly family in Christ to renew their minds and to think right side up. Remember, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Like, follow, and share. And remember, subscribe to us on any of the audio podcast listening platforms that are out there. We're on Google Podcasts, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or you can even go to our Anchor site and just listen to us from there. Now, I'm one of the co-hosts here, Avon, and I'm here with Alex. Hello, everybody. And you know what? I think we forgot to introduce ourselves last week. Oh, well, you know, we hope, you know, people know who we are by now, but... So I apologize, we apologize for that oversight. <laughs> it's okay. You know, we're still learning, you know, we're still getting the groove on. But Learn every day. Exactly. So how are you doing, Alex? What's going on? Oh, it's just very busy. Very busy with work and everything. But it is going to be summer soon. And it is June now. Yeah. So the temperature is getting nicer. The weather is getting better. I like the summertime a lot because I'm not a very cold weather guy at all. I don't, I don't like the cold weather. So this is very nice. I'm the opposite. I do not like the heat. I My dad's from Mississippi, so we spent summers in the heat. You don't know heat until you've gone down south. And I have gone down south. Well, we would be down there where in my grandmother's like plot of land, her farm, she would have no trees covering. You were just out there in that bare sun, just mm-hmm. sitting out there. And I still remember the story or the, the thing that happened of I got a popsicle and I was literally outside for like five seconds and that thing was hot water. Oh my goodness. So that thing melted so fast. It but. sounds like my uh, grandfather's place on my dad's side in Texas. It's mm-hmm. a very open area. Temperatures are 110 sometimes, no shade. Very hot. Yeah. So, all right. So our topic on today is a topic I think is very important because we are talking about how to navigate in those gray areas of Christianity in our Christian walk. You know, the Bible has a lot of black and white laws or what I would say explicit laws, you know, like do not uh, commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not commit idolatry. And like the Ten Commandments, basically. Exactly. We all know like the laws that are very explicit, doesn't need to be debated. Actually, some laws, which are explicit, are debated in our culture today, but that's for another conversation. But these are laws on morality, by the way. These are not the Old Testament sacrificial laws or the festival laws or any any of those old uh, laws from like you'd find in Leviticus or things. That this is moral law, which mm-hmm. we as Christians are in fact supposed to follow, exactly. even under Jesus. Unlike what some people say, which we'll talk about in the future. 
uh, but uh, just wanted to lay that out there so everyone is on the same page. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, you know, I've heard in church all my life that the Bible has all of life answers, and it has the answer for every problem. And I want to say that's not true. But there are sometimes I find myself in situations where the Bible doesn't explicitly tell me to go left or doesn't explicitly tell me to go right. I have to, in those gray areas, trust in the Holy Spirit and try to depend on, you know, try to decide what what to do. You know, we've done episodes on celebrating Christmas, Easter, Halloween, and there's these questions of whether uh, we as Christians should indulge in such activities like watching horror movies, listening to rock music, getting tattoos, drinking alcohol, all these areas of what I would consider the gray area. And so our goal is to how does the 21st century Christian believer handle these gray area situations? And the gray area is defined an area or situation in which it is difficult to judge what is right or wrong. So there's going to be questions now from believers possibly saying, how can you not be able to tell what is right and what is wrong Mm -hmm. as a believer? So I get asked this constantly from people. How is it that you can, well, sometimes they ask me, how can you truly know what is right and what is wrong, right? And and sometimes it is really easy to say what is right and what is wrong. Uh, But but then, you know, like you said, they'll talk about uh, horror movies or they'll talk about the tattoos. That's a very popular one. It's like, how do you really know if that's right or not, where, 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 where are you, where does it come from? Where does it say this in scripture? Right. So, mm-hmm. and, and the, if the, that question is, where does it say in scripture? Well, the answer is, if you're going to try to find explicit references about any of these things, horror films, tattoos, rock music. That was a big uh, one good, when good, I was growing good up. Good luck to you because uh, I, I haven't found anything well, today. We're going to share some tips for our believers out here. So they're not left out here hopeless. They're not left out here, you know, not knowing what to do. We're going to share our life experiences in the area of gray of how do we handle it. So would you, so you've already agreed that there are gray areas within our walk with Christ. Uh, yeah, I think that there are areas where Bible does not explicitly mention something, and so you have to rely on the Holy Spirit to help you judge what is correct in that situation. Exactly. And, you know, I actually think that's the only answer, and we're going to expand upon this, that the Holy Spirit and the ability to discern discernment that comes from the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us is the only thing that we can depend on um, when we're in those gray area situations, has there been a gray area situation that you have contended with? Yeah. Give us an example. Uh, well, we talked about this in our modern witchcraft episode, uh, back in October. <laughs> this is the use of magic and fantasy literature. Okay. Or I should say the use of fantasy magic and fantasy literature. Uh, and certainly, you know, there are believers out there who think that this is sinful to engage in certain medias that have fantasy magic. We discussed this on the show. The example was Harry Potter as the go-to, but there were several others mentioned. And so for me, you know, I decided that I was going to being uh, in the faith and having, you know, the right mindset as an adult to go back and look at these books and see, is it really sinful? Is there, are there things in there that are of the demonic nature, I thought not. And so to me, uh, and, and then of course you pray about this and you pray, Lord, convict me if I'm off track here. That hasn't happened. 
Mm-hmm. So I do, in fact, enjoy the use of fantasy magic and fantasy literature, but I know that other people such as yourself may not necessarily like that. Yeah, I mean, so a great area I had was earrings back in the day. I really wanted earrings, but, you know, I wasn't allowed to when I was a teenager because that was becoming a popular thing for males to get both ears pierced. I think back in the day, it started off that males got one ear pierced. A left one. Yeah, they got one ear pierced, and then it became popular that both could get pierced. And then, you know, people in my church and other leaders, they had heard, I don't know how they heard about it, but they had heard about it. I remember I got confronted saying, you know, that's not, you know, godly. These were the early days of Facebook. So social media was, in fact, up and coming at this point. Yeah, I think this was MySpace days. It was, And so people that came up to me was just like, no, you shouldn't get that. That's not godly. Men don't wear earrings and yada, yada, yada. And this is actually, to me, a gray area situation because there's nothing in the Bible that says men do not wear earrings. Because I actually have found... Technically, I have found in the Old Testament that the children of Israel, they had no, the men had nose rings and had earrings because they took it off their sons and daughters and gave it to Aaron to build that golden calf. So they were the chosen people of God, and yet they had earrings. Interesting. But here's the thing about gray areas that I have found. You know, something might be permissible for a time period in that gray area, whether it is like watching movies or um, listening to rock music or um, whatever it might be that it's not there. Maybe you do like getting tattoos and you're a new Christian and you like getting tattoos and I'm not going to get my opinion on tattoos, but sometimes you are at a level and God allows it and is permissive with it and isn't coming against you. It isn't convicting you, but there has to, there's sometimes I believe God is trying to push you to that next level and you're fighting that step to the next level that you might have to let go of the things you actually did before that were permissive. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, before I used to really like scary movies, which included possession movies. And I was really into like the, the, the witchcraft possession movies and God really convicted on me and saying, how are you going to watch that? And you know, that that stuff is real, that demon possession is real. And that witchcraft work is, is real. How are you going to still watch that kind of content? And so I had to step away from that and go into the next level spiritually and opening myself up to being obedient with it. And then, like I just, like I said, there's nothing in scripture that tells me that I can't do it, but I had to allow myself to grow to that next level that allowed room for growth. I think sometimes we fight in those gray areas that yes, it's not technically wrong, but God is trying to separate you to go to a higher level. And sometimes I think we combat it sometimes. I'm trying to rack my brain about something you know, that I used to do, and then God had to convict me and move me on to things that were uh, not defined as being necessarily wrong in Scripture. And I don't know, I'm, I'm really struggling <laughs> that because I think, I think the things that I used to do were bad and were explicitly defined, don't do that okay. in Scripture. And so, of course, I got convicted over those things. I, and I, I, like I said, I have not... Uh, thought that the fantasy magic and fantasy literature is bad. Um, I, I guess maybe, but I just, I haven't even, I haven't watched the movies with the possession, right? Because it is demonic possession. It's not right. And I, I can't remember, you know, those paranormal TV shows. I was like, I don't watch those either because, you know, that is probably something really bad. And uh, it's things with the, the seances and the Ouija boards and the, the, I don't, I've never engaged in any of that stuff because it's not right. So, I think, though, I used to have a problem with profanity once upon a time. Okay. Uh, coming out of being lost and, and being a new creation. But, of course, that is explicitly not permissible. The Bible says do not be profane. I will have to say with the profanity, which blew my mind, um, there was one person I ran to. He's atheist. 
And I remember he he brought up something. Somehow we got on the topic of cussing. He said, cussing is only cultural. Like it's, you know, those words are culturally called profanity. No, like like he so. went to this kind of mind warp that kind of got me confused. Like, wait a minute, is this real profanity? Does God see this as profanity? Is Or is it just culturally we are just calling it profanity? It kind of sent me on a doozy right there. Oh, well, well okay. So maybe there are, that that's a good question. I've never thought about you know what that. I'm saying? I've never thought about it, but I do, I do just know the Bible says do not be profane. So yeah, you know, clearly, and to watch your watch your mouth. There's profanity is a problem, and so I had to uh, take time to purge those words out of my use in my mm-hmm. vocabulary every day. It's a long process. It's kind of difficult once you start down that path. It kind of dominates you for a long time. Um, but yeah, no, I guess I was just really struggling to find a gray area that I've been in. I mean. There was a time where I thought about getting a tattoo. I know you didn't want to mention where you stand on this, but I can just tell you that the meaning of that tattoo would have been wrong. So uh-huh. obviously I couldn't have gotten that. So we have to move on. Okay, how do we how do we navigate through living with gray? How do we navigate? Because I feel like all my life I've had to go through those situations of making those judgment calls of is this right, is this wrong, and using scriptures that aren't explicitly saying to go left or to go right and having to depend on God to lead and guide me. And I want to repeat the definition of what I found what the gray area means. It's the area of situation in which it is difficult to judge what is right and what is wrong. So obviously if I having my find myself in a gray area situation where I don't know what to do, or I don't know which is the right, you know, which way to lean, um, who, what do I do? What do I depend on? And I think the only answer that I found is the Holy spirit. Yeah, the Holy I, Spirit I is the only so. is the only answer on what to do, and this is what separates believers from any kind of other religion or faith base is that we have a God living in us that leads and guides us in every situation, and who leads and guides His people, who leads and guides His children personally to make those decisions. He walks with you in doing those things. All right, Alex, you know I have a scripture, um, John. What is it? John sixteen and thirteen. 13? Yeah. If you could read it for me. All right, this is from the NIV translation but when he the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all the truth he will not speak on his own he will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come all right so let's kind of put some context in this you know jesus is getting ready to leave he's about to die on the cross and soon be taken away to heaven when he gets resurrected resurrected so he's telling his disciples that the holy spirit will come and live in in them and from their heart god will speak and he will guide you into all truth and how to make the right decisions. And imagine during this time in all those um, three and a half years of Jesus' ministry, Jesus was right there to tell his disciples, go here, do this, think this way, do this, and make those all those decisions there. Because, you know, they were going through those situations of those debates with the Pharisees who were bringing up kind of those gray area situations and kind of trying to trip Jesus up on scriptures and stuff. And Jesus was there. at least trying to. Anyway. They were trying to. And Jesus was their guiding light to stay on track and to stay focused and not to get tripped up. So Jesus is saying, I will send the Holy Spirit in my place so that you can continue on and not give, not get tripped up. So now how do we apply the Holy Spirit in our everyday walk? And how do we hear from the Holy Spirit? So when I hear from the Holy Spirit, this occurs typically at a point when I am still and I've been deep into prayer and it seems like a soft whisper on the wind that speaks directly to my spirit. This is kind of like how, you know, where Elijah was on the mountain and 
God, uh, you know, is not in the the harsh sounds, whatever, but he's in the the whisper, you know, in the in the stillness of the air. So uh, it's kind of similar uh, to like that to me, I guess. It's it's kind of hard to describe, though. You know, it's a very profound thing. Because I think sometimes people don't really know how to hear from God, or like they some don't even believe God speaks. They believe God's there, yeah, but God doesn't really speak. You know, will speak to them. And I'll say from my own kind of personal experience i've never had like the whole ceiling open and i see portals and god is like talking to me through a shining light it's that same kind of like whisper or nudging in my gut i describe it as like a gut wrenching soft voice where it's like i can't i can't just ignore that kind of thought or that kind of shifting that i feel like in my gut which is like in my heart you know on trying to tell me on what to do so that's how you hear from God. I think sometimes we got to like quiet ourselves and, you know, kind of seek God for that answer, whether it is sitting down or, you know, being on your knees in prayer or separating yourselves from distraction from people to hear from God to make those proper decisions. Yeah. Okay. So I can talk about, I guess, the most explicit experience of this that I've had. Uh, and you're right. It comes in like this soft voice that speaks directly to your spirit. And so at the, the, the time, this is right as I was about to become a believer and I was just like really awful place uh, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually too. And I just remember crying out to God. I'm like, you know, if you're there, like I I need help. And I can, I can still remember I was sitting in my chair and I I had been deep in, kind of deep into prayer at the time, even though I wasn't really saved, but I, I knew that God was there and I, I needed help. And, I can distinctly remember this this soft like word words just speaking into my spirit and it's like I want to help you but you have to let me. Mm-hmm. I know you're hurting. I can make it better, but you need to let me in to do that. And I think that is probably the most direct example I can give. Uh and I guess there's also maybe a second example so I think the Holy Spirit can manifest as a feeling of strong averseness or wrongness if you're contemplating taking an action that is not the right one. And I can, uh, there, there was this girl who I had wanted to pursue at one time, and I was about to go up to her and try and initiate a conversation. And as I was walking, I was just seized with this, this feeling of this is not for you. She is not for you do not go over there and do not do this. Mm-hmm. And I, I was paralyzed with indecision for a moment, but the feeling just kept getting stronger, stronger. It was like, this is not, she's not the right one for you. So I turned around and didn't go over there. She got married a uh, couple, uh, last year, I think. So clearly yeah. was not the right one for me. <laughs> yeah, don't even waste your time. And you know, with that, like you said, it got stronger. You know, I've learned in my experience, my walk with God, you know, that soft voice the more you obey that voice leading and guiding you in your heart, the louder and the quicker and the stronger you'll respond to it. You have to kind of like, kind of like just test it out to see, okay, let's see if this really is God. If just as a new believer listening, okay, let's, let's, let's see if I take this one step, what happens and you know, boom, God comes through. And then you learn to trust that small voice that's leading in your heart. And you, that's how you make those decisions. You just continuously kind of, I wouldn't say so much test it out, but just trust that this is God. And even if you make, Kind of like a misstep, God will bring you back and be like, "Okay, that wasn't me." Okay, let's and focus. You learned from that how <laughs> to learn- differentiate your thoughts, your own thoughts from Him, uh, because 
sometimes it can kind of sort of feel like the same, <laughs> but but I don't know. There's just the thought is the voice in the back of my head and the spirit is just like a, a gut a different from the from the yeah, the gut, the the spirit, like mm-hmm. like the center. I don't know. It sounds strange, <laughs> it's, weird. It's true. No, but that's it's how true. that's how I have learned to to differentiate these these two. Uh, and I'm not perfect, by the way. No, I'm not. You know, I will say for me, when I better. when I know like it's really God, sometimes I try to, you know, trick myself. You know, you, I try to fool myself and say, no, that wasn't really God. And then like, yeah. boom, God would kind of reference a scripture that fits for that situation. And I'm just like, oh, no, now I know that that is the Holy Spirit trying to lead and guide me in a right direction. And, you know, this ability or knowing, um, knowing, is that discernment, you know, that ability to make a good and sound judgment. Every believer has this through the Holy Spirit available unto them. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, praying for wisdom and, you know, God would give you wisdom and God would give you direction. You know, it talks about letting God order your steps and all that kind of stuff in those gray air situations where you don't know what to do. And I was just reading not too long ago about the story with Solomon. When God came and visited him, he asked for that ability or that wisdom to make sound judgments. And sure enough, after that story of God giving him wisdom, the next story was a story with the two prostitute mothers when the baby uh, and yes. having to decide between who was the proper mother. So that's, 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 that's that was an Old Testament. We have the greater greater deal or the greater covenant now through the Holy Spirit living within us to make good, sound decisions. This is where I think is the hard part is whether or not we're going to obey that, um, obey that voice. That's where I think becomes the hard part, whether or not you're going to obey that voice. Yeah, and it, it can be hard because sometimes it runs contrary to your own desires, and then you have the struggle of, well, do I listen to this soft voice that maybe I'm making up, but I don't know, I feel strongly. I shouldn't you ignore kinda, this, you, or am I just going to give in to what I want to do because it's better that way it it's not better that way yeah. by the way but it seems like it in the moment right so i have an example of like a a gray area situation where I, well and one thing was so much gray area but just like kind of on that teetering of what should i do um i had a boss who was very adamant it's like a time period which this boss was very adamant that i did not help them because you know my personality when i'm working i'm very quick and i'm very if i see a problem i'll jump in and fix things and sometimes i would fix the boss's problems that they would oversee or just totally overlook so the boss would say avon i don't want you to overlook me and i don't want you to correct me feeling like you have to check behind me so that's what the boss's orders were and we know in the bible it talks about listening to your leaders and listening to those who have you know um authority over you so I have her on one hand just saying, don't correct me or don't try to um, overstep me. And then I know the Bible says, you know, I should be helpful and try to cover people from them being embarrassed. So there was a big situation where um, bosses had came in and needed our services and she wanted to do it on her own. She wanted to do it all on her own. And I said, okay, fine, you can do it all on your own. And then I saw she made a huge mistake. Like, it was a grave (laughs) mistake. And so I was torn of, like, oh, my goodness, what should I do? Because, you know, she told me, stay out of it and mind your business, essentially. And so, but the Holy Ghost was stirring in me. You know, you shouldn't allow a person to be embarrassed if you can help. True love doesn't want to see a person embarrassed and fail. 
And there was that strong part of me in my flesh that wanted to see her embarrass and fail. That was the conflict right there. Of I really wanted to see her embarrass and fail. But I knew that leading of the Holy Spirit was saying, no, this is the right decision to make. I know she's told you to stay out of it, but no, this is the right godly decision to make. And so I did it and I actually did it secretly where she didn't know it that I helped it and I didn't say anything. So that was, that's an example of me um, listening to the Holy Spirit in those gray areas. And it's important when you face a situation that, that is in the kind of the gray area that you kind of pause and pray, you know, don't just jump in and make an action, you know, don't just react kind of like slow down, step back and kind of consider, Hmm, like, should I do this? Should I not do this? And there's nothing wrong with taking that second and pray. Sometimes, you know, at work, I would go and pray in the bathroom for, direction on what to do. I would walk around the campus to pray on what to do for God to lead and guide me on what to do for those situations. I don't know if you kind of experienced that same thing as well. Mm. There, there are definitely times throughout the day where I have to take a break and, and just pray mm-hmm. and try and get aligned with what God is wanting me to do in that particular day. Certainly. I don't think I've ever gone to the bathroom to do this. <laughs> Normally I'll go to my office and just, I didn't have take, an office take a minute or two. <laughs> I didn't have an office to be alone. The only office I have was the office of the bathroom stall. Just to pray <laughs> right there. But I wanted to say as a disclaimer, cause I'm saying that the answer, all these gray areas is the Holy spirit to lead and guide you. But that's not an excuse that absolves you of the responsibility of studying and learning for yourself. Don't just think God's going to download you're downloading your mind, the knowledge of, of his word. You know, it says in like John 14, 26, it mentions that the Holy Spirit will remind you of the things you have learned. If you have learned nothing, the Holy Spirit is going to remind you that you've learned nothing. So the Holy Spirit will bring out the things that you have learned. And I've experienced this where I've been in situations and I mean, I have read scriptures that I totally didn't understand. Like, like when I get into those prophets, sometimes I it kind of goes over my head, like Hosea or like Zephaniah. Sometimes those scriptures kind of go over my head, but I read it anyway. And so I have caught myself in sometimes situations where the Holy Spirit would bring out that scripture, and then boom, it comes to light on how that fits for that situation. The Holy Spirit will remind you of the things that you have learned. So if you ain't learning nothing, He's gonna remind you. Sorry, I can't pull out anything to remind you any of the word because you're not doing your due diligence to learn the word. I'll remind you of what you have learned, but you have to do your part as well. So I don't want to, I don't want believers just to think I don't need to study because the Holy Spirit lives within me. And then I don't, I don't need to study because the Holy Ghost is just going to tell me what to do. No, you still need to learn and study on your own. I think I can, I, I can agree with this. Certainly in the past when I was struggling with spiritual laziness, it wasn't really in the word, uh, you know, it becomes harder mm-hmm. to, to the, the doubt is higher. It's like, is it God really tell me this or Am I just thinking this? Yeah, I completely understand where you're Because that's how you recognize that it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's how you recognize it's the Holy Spirit because you're like, oh, wait, that it was in the Word. That is in the Bible. And so, yeah, I'm trusting in this direction to go left or to go right or to go stay straight or to back up or whatever the direction might be. So that's how you'll know it's the Holy Ghost. So kind of shifting in the gray area of the situation, I just want to talk about that. The gray areas are the areas that are not explicit in the Bible. And I know, Alex, you're going to love this part of the topic. One thing I have to say about gray areas is whatever God leads you to do specifically does not become a law for your fellow brother and sister in Christ. If God has told you, like he has told me, Avon, stay away from those possession scary movies. 
That does not mean I need to tell Alex, you cannot watch scary movies anymore because that was a command for me. That was a leading for me. And I will say this for an example. I have a friend at church and she was telling my family this um, story within her home church of this girl or this woman who kind of spread this thought that no women should wear rings at church. What? Yeah, that no women should wear rings at church. Now, the full story of it is she was wearing, she used to wear thousands or like lots of rings on her finger. And so it would prevent her from clapping and praising God because her hands would get swollen. Oh. And so God told her, take your, take your rings off and then you can praise me properly. And so she started telling everyone, God told me not to wear no rings. So that means none of us should wear rings. No, that was a personal <laughs> no. command for you, not for everybody. So that's an example of it shouldn't become a commandment or a personal kind of a personal leading should not become a commandment for your fellow brothers and sisters for you to use to make them feel guilty. Yeah. So for me, this is, this is drinking alcohol. We've, I've said this enough on this show. I do not drink alcohol. Uh, when I was younger, uh, you know, it was pressed upon me how important it was that I do not under any circumstances drink alcohol. Yeah. Uh, that is not to say, however, that it's wrong for believers to drink alcohol. And we see the miracle at the wedding where Jesus makes the water into wine. I can't imagine that he would have been doing that if drinking was sinful. Um, but for me, this is not something that I can or should engage in. And it is not for me to tell other believers, don't do that, right? Yeah. Because it can be done responsibly. Uh, the next thing I think, uh, you know, gambling. This is, this is another one. Okay. Uh, maybe a little bit more explicit not to not to do things uh, because in, in certain aspects of gambling. But I think the occasional blackjack game. Okay, that is uh, a bit of a gray area. So for me, I say don't gamble because I'm cheap. So I wouldn't even risk. My money like that. But you're just playing a fun game with, like, your guys, like, you know, for $50 or $100, that's nothing bad. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, the, it's again, it's kind of like alcohol. I view gambling anyway. Maybe I'm going to get in trouble over this and have controversy. We're, we're going to see. But I just look at it as, you know, it, it can become really destructive, and it does, if you let it go far enough. Uh, but for some people, they can be like, oh, I'm going to play 20 bucks to play a game and see what happens, and, and there we go. And so I think if you're, if you're a believer, you know, trying to tell somebody, oh, don't play that blackjack game or don't, you know, play the lottery because that's a form of gambling too. Uh, maybe you don't think it's a good idea. Maybe God says you shouldn't do that because it's dangerous for you. But, you know, how can you condemn somebody else? You know, I, I would say you need to, uh, without having, you know, explicit scriptures mm -hmm. backing up saying this is not right. Uh, maybe... You know what? I learn more about the Bible every day, so if anyone wants to send scriptures in the comments about saying gambling is completely sinful all the time, you're welcome you're to. You're welcome it. to, and I will acknowledge it in our next episode. Well, I will say, you know, there's some things in our flesh that the Holy Spirit is trying to keep you from. God knows you better than you know yourself. So if God tells you, you should stay away from those things. He's trying to help you out because he knows yeah. your flesh would indulge in that and would love to get into that and partake in that, you know? So that's why you should probably stay away from those things so it can help you out. You know, you might say, you know, drinking isn't bad, but there might be someone listening where in their flesh, you know, we can't control what tempts us. Oh, like I that. think drinking is terrible. You think it, I, 
I will. I don't. I don't do this because all my experiences with this have been very destructive. Yeah. I would. I would never ever tell somebody drink alcohol. Well, I would never tell anyone to drink alcohol. Well, I'm just saying. And I. And by the way, I don't gamble either. Uh, so I wouldn't tell somebody you should go to Las Vegas. Say if you want to do that, that's that's fine. I don't think it's necessarily sinful, but it might not be the best of ideas. Exactly. But I'm just saying you just don't know what your flesh is um, yes. weak in. Uh, yes. And so sometimes it's kind of good to stay away from things that could tempt you. You know, like, you know, like yeah. I, I think I shared with everyone, you know, I've been to Vegas. You know, I went with so some friends I. and, you know, we had a good time. But there came a point where they wanted to go to a strip club. There is, there is specifically... No scripture that says thou shall not go to a strip club. But, but there is a scripture that says do not commit sexual immorality. But yeah, those kind of scriptures and those things of staying away from temptation. Why would I put my flesh in a in a situation where I could lose control yep. and just totally let myself loose? So that's what I'm saying. Sometimes those gray areas where the Holy Spirit is telling you to avoid certain things is to help you out because God knows that your flesh is weak in certain areas. God knows you better than you know yourself. So he's trying to help you avoid those things so you don't have another hump on your back that you're trying to um, get rid of or try to get rid of a habit or try to cast down another stronghold. He's trying to keep you away from those kind and of problems. And this is good. And this is this is really good because if you allow yourself to go into a situation where you start going into this certain area that maybe not bad in and of itself, but I can tell you, your flesh and the devil just wants you to do it because you'll 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 go. Yeah. You'll be you'll be part of this, and then the devil can use this to just totally totally derail your life with Christ. And it, so yeah, you know maybe maybe it's not necessarily sinful to drink. Maybe it's not necessarily sinful to gamble. Are they good ideas for you? Probably not. Probably not. So you know you need to be really sure and really strong in who you are and where you stand with God before engaging. That's what I'm saying. We, we really need to go back to really leaning on the Holy Spirit. And people want to have these debates all the time, you know, like, you know, I remember in like college, people want, you know, in college has an atmosphere of just want to debate all the time. And someone would have these debates with me, you know, saying like, prove this is right and prove this is wrong. That is, you know, not to do. I, you know, I would just say the fact that you need me to prove that it's wrong lets me know on the inside, you, you really know you should stay away from it, but you're just looking for the excuse to make you feel better for it. So just because something is not technically in the Bible, that's where you need the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you as a Christian and obey that voice because you can avoid so many other problems obeying that voice. And sometimes you just, like I said before, see the bigger picture of it. Now that I'm older, now that I'm older, you know, personally, I don't think a male getting earrings is a problem personally, but I see the bigger picture of it. I see the bigger picture of it, especially for me. I see the bigger picture of here I am a pastor's kid. I have to kind of make sure I look a certain way or come off a certain way that doesn't offend other people or doesn't trip other people up. So I have to maintain kind of kind of like sacrifice kind of what I want for the greater good because I know that I don't want to trip other people up or mess other people up in their walk with Christ. So I have to just look at things in the bigger picture. And this is kind of the same thing how I feel about tattoos. I have to look at things from the bigger picture of it all. I can't just look at it from a lowly level, um, like entry level Christian. I've been in the game long enough now that I need to look at it at the bigger picture. Yeah, and this is what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 8 9. It says, Be careful, however, that the exercise of your freedom does not become a stumbling block to the weak. And so I, I agree with this. If you are, uh, if you do think you can drink, if you do think you can gamble, if you do think you can le read fantasy literature, these are things 
that you probably should refrain from doing around others who do not or cannot handle the responsibility or who do not appreciate being around those things. You should be courteous to them. You can do it in your own time. That's fine. Uh, but you don't need to be out there around with all these other people doing these things if, uh, if it's making them uh, concerned and, and it could tempt them into doing something bad. Exactly. So in conclusion, the only way to handle gray areas and to make proper decisions is to trust and to lean on the Holy Spirit to lead to lead and guide us on making proper decisions. So I think that's going to be a wrap for our episode on the gray area. Now, I hope our listening audience enjoyed listening to the Paradigm Switch. Remember, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, like, follow, and share. And we are the number one Christian podcast on earth and heaven's favorite podcasters. And our next episode, we're going to kind of give an update in our life and share how our faith walk is currently right now, just so you can hear more about us. See you next time.